My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. This is episode four of Awakenings. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Jeff. Sean. And Chris. And welcome to episode four. And I'd like to say a big hello to my fellow Humani. Yes, that is right. You guys, the fans, picked and we are now known as the Humani. So, welcome to the show, everyone. Just a quick note, keep sending in your comments and questions to the show. We love hearing from you guys. And don't forget to check out our podcast page. And also, while you're over there, don't forget to vote in the poll and answer the question of the month. Really quickly, we are now 70 days from the release of The Sorceress, so just a little over two months, so we're getting really close. Woohoo! So, All right. So I'm going to pass it on to Jeff. He's got a couple of announcements, like the book con- bookmark contest winner. Yes, um, <clears throat> as I'm sure you're aware, we ran a, a contest to pick the bookmark that we will get printed and sent out to all of the locations that Michael is having appearances for the Sorceress. So after all of the voting, it was a real close race between bookmark number one and bookmark number three. But bookmark number one edged out the win. And if you're wondering, the um, creators of that bookmark was myself and Roxy or Bellis Stella off of the forums so thank you all for voting on the bookmark and hopefully if you're near a location where michael is going to be making an appearance for the sorceress uh when his tour comes to the u.s later uh this year uh maybe you'll be able to pick one up we'll also be putting those up in our galley section of the portal site so you can gallery section it's not i said kitchen on a pirate ship We'll put them in the galley. Um, We'll put them in the gallery section. Yeah, I'll I'll get those up as soon as possible. Okay. So you guys can download those and print them out and use them at your leisure. Also, I have the random quote winner from last month's episode, and that was Zach from Northwest Ohio. Very good. I I thought it was a semi-hard one, so I'll give it back to Jamie. All right. Well, before we get down to business, we have a couple emails to discuss. As I said, if somebody emailed in last time with proof of who was in the house, in Jermaine's house, we would give them a shout out on the show. And we did get one email. It says, hi, my name is Sean. During the last episode, there was an argument over, well, I don't know about argument, but over if Dee and Machiavelli knew about Joan of Arc was in Jermaine's house and... He says, on page 222 of The Magician, Dee says, St. Germain's house is completely completely surrounded. Completely? And there were only five people in the house, no servants, no guards, the alchemist and St. Germain, the twins, and the shadow. That's the only clue I found that suggests they didn't know she was there. Well, there so, you go. There we go. Yeah, I mean, if um, it, it does not appear that, that Machiavelli or Dee knew knew um knew they were in there because if that conversation is between Dee and Machiavelli, right? Yes. 
Okay. I believe so. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's um, that's pretty revealing. Yeah. So it's proof that both D and Machiavelli uh, don't have all their stuff together. And this no, is whether or not this isn't our Sean. This is another Sean. This is a Sean yes. from from <laughs> a normal member Sean. Okay. Because yeah. I didn't think our Sean was that smart. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I spent like the last half an hour of the last podcast trying to find it and couldn't. <laughs> That's right. You did. <laughs> you just kind of disappeared. But um, whether or not how important that is, other than one of those little small things that Michael likes to throw in, showing that you know Dean Machiavelli really don't have all their stuff together, or if it's even more important than that. I think it is. I think that it's going to be uh, very relevant that they don't know she's in the house and they don't know that she's still alive or an immortal. Or an immortal. So. What that will play, come back to bite them. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. no idea. But I, I think that they're we're going to find out that they're going to be extremely surprised to find out who she is. Well, I think it's also proof of their arrogance that they think they know everything, but clearly they don't. You know, oh, they're yeah, they're missing both, information. So they're both, uh, you know, mm. egotistical. Absolutely. So it's really going to uh, come down to them blaming each other, probably. That neither of them knew she was she was alive or wasn't immortal. Well, moving on, we did get another fan email, a general, more general email. So, yay, that's exciting. We appreciate that. It says, "Hi, Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Chris. I'm Brooklyn, and I'm 13. The Nicholas Flamel series is the best. I'm getting the fourth book for my 14th birthday. I'm guessing she means third, but not sure. At the moment, I am multitasking by writing this email and listening to your podcast." Josh is my all-time favorite character, and it's not because he is a boy. I learned of your website from a pen pal, Shane. You guys, thanks, Shane. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shane. Um, you guys need to remember that your scent has to do with your aura color. I would say my scent is like the smell of a fresh winter day, clean, cut, safe, and I recently learned my aura is a light blue. Also, what do you think of Josh's crush on Scatty? Please do tell. Brooklyn. <laughs> now, now, how did she learn what color her aura was? That's what I want to know. I've seen a couple <laughs> quizzes out there online. Yeah, but I've never seen any that were any good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, other, the other thing to kind of point out is the scent doesn't necessarily have to do with the aura color. It, it, it happens. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. It, it doesn't – it happens to be that – it comes across that way in the book so far. Because you can choose your scent or you can change your scent. Exactly. As it were. But you can also mask your aura as Perry does. Right. But mm -hmm. the fact that the your, your scent is basically a, a choice as it were. Yes. Uh -huh. When you're also not stuck with your scent, you can change exactly. it as so you your can, life goes on. But your your aura is pretty much your that's what color it is. It's set. It's, n it's never going to change. Yeah. So the, with the fact that your your aura is set, a set color and your scent can change, I, I don't think that the color of your aura is related to your scent. does not have to be. No. It appears that way because that's what we've come across in the book so far. You know, like Flamel was uh, green and his, uh, his, his smell is mint. And the same thing with, with D with the yellow and sulfur and Machiavelli, I mean, snake – uh, his is what dirty gray, so yeah. okay, I can kind of. Well, you got like do, do like do we know Jermaine's? He's burnt leaves, um, I think. He's burnt leaves, leaves. but do you know his aura yes. color? His aura is red. Is it red? Okay. Yes. So you know that that does seem to we, match up. 
You got we people know like Joan is silver. She's lavender. Yeah, right silver there. Silver and got. lavender. I mean, lavender's a purpley flower, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I think really Hecate has that. has three different scents, right? Yes. Um, yes. And I I forget what they are, but uh, or her aura color, but pomegranate. Um, yeah, um, apple. Apple. One of them. Apple's the missing one, but pomegranate, apple, and lime. Lime. Okay. And so there you go. Three very different colors, and and her aura color doesn't change. So. Correct. Different smells. Yep. Um, so I, I don't think, as as Brooke was saying here, that um, your 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 scent has to match your your aura color. I mean, the other thing I'm kind of happens to come across that way. I'm curious about, and maybe she can send us another email about it. But it says how we need to remember that our scent has to do with our aura color. Did we not? Uh, yeah, apparently she thinks <laughs> from our last episode that we. Maybe we talked that. about it previously. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd have to go back and listen to what we said. But it might have been back in our like teaser cast. That's true. We talked about our that's scent. possible. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true because we did give out our our scent. I don't think we didn't give our we didn't give our colors out though. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know what color my aura is. So, yeah, Brooke, if you're listening, you know if if you found if you came across a good uh, way of determining your aura, you know, send that in to us so we can check it out. Because we really Absolutely. haven't found any that are, are really worth. Thank you for the email. And uh, we do encourage emails from you guys. And if you, you the listeners, have questions for us, portocasters, please feel free to send them in. You know, you think you got questions pertaining to the book that you think we can answer. Send them our way. We're happy to talk about them. So. And now we're going to get down to the main topic of the day. Today we are talking about the covers. So go ahead and grab your books I'll wait. Go get them. Okay, no, I'm really not going to wait because you guys have a pause. <laughs> <laughs> nice. but, um, yeah. So first we'll talk about the poll, uh, the results of the poll. Sean, do you have those? Uh, yeah, I sure do. Um, actually, and interesting enough, we had a tie. The Magician and the Sorceress cover tied with the same number of votes, obviously. That's what a tie is. Um, the the alchemist did, didn't didn't fare too well in in correlation with the other two, and there were a few people that just didn't couldn't decide which one was their favorite. I personally voted for the magician. Yeah, uh, I did too. I really like that, um, especially that German version. That was probably one of the best looking book covers I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's let's. I'm actually curious. Yeah, I'm actually curious to see what they do with the the sorceress. Yeah, the sorceress cover because. The way they've been doing them with not having the parchment and just this this really strong background collar was yeah. just just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe the sorceress in person will. You know, a, a picture doesn't do book covers a lot of justice, but. Right. And who knows? Maybe one of the next three books will uh, pique our interest even more, and I'm sure we'll have the exact same poll up next year. Hopefully. So. Yep. <laughs> if we're still around. Yeah. Hopefully we'll still be around. I'm not planning on going anywhere. I don't know about you. <laughs> Only if these guys go and vote for us on Podcast Alley. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, we're going true. away. If, yeah. if we're not the number one <laughs> secret team mortal Nicholas Flamel podcast next month, we're gone. We're done. I, I don't think we have a problem doing that. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's besides the point. All right. Well, let's get down to business. Let's talk about the Alchemist cover. Yep. The, the way we're going to do this is we're going to – um. Talk about the uh, first two books, and we're going to go in order. And based on what we already know about the books, 
We're going to relate that to what's on the cover. And then we're going to use that information to kind of see if we can make some more predictions about the sorceress. Sounds like a plan. All right. If you guys don't mind, I'll go ahead and start with the uh, the trim alchemy symbols and kind of explain what I found out about that. Sure. If that's okay. If you guys will, will get your books and um, look at the right and left edges of the parchment running from top to bottom, there's, there's a, a sequence of alchemy symbols. And they're separated in the middle. So basically there's ten symbols on the left and ten symbols on the right with a little dash in between them. And basically they all mean something. They all mean something <laughs> in, in, in alchemy. You know? Yeah. They're 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 just your your average run of the mill alchemy symbols. What is interesting that I found about those is that if you, you can take them into like four quadrants by by separating them into sets of five, like the top left set of five, and then the bottom left set of five, top right set of five, bottom right set of five. Now, if you'll hold your magician cover beside your alchemist cover, you'll see that the five sets of symbols it repeat in that specific order, but they're just in different quadrants. They're like rotated clockwise two spaces. Yes. Well, all five yes, two are spaces. rotated two quadrants. Correct. So basically, if you took the top left five symbols, those are the exact same five symbols that is in the bottom right in the alchemist. If you took the magician's bottom left five symbols, those are the exact same symbols in the top left of the alchemist. And they continue in that fashion all the way around. What's that mean? I don't really have an answer for that, um, except for that they do it. (laughs) Maybe it has something to do with time, you know, like moving around since it's going clockwise. I don't know, time passing. Sure, but I... I, Just throwing that out there. (laughs) It's possible. I'm just not really sure about the skip because it doesn't go like in a... A normal fashion, there's a there's a space skip, so it moves like Sean said, it moves two spaces around the clockwise fashion. Mm-hmm. But uh, but nevertheless, it, and it actually really it doesn't. Now that I, I look at it, the the one that that kind of has the the star as yes. kind of the, the start, the one that's in the uh, bottom right of the alchemist. That if you want to go in the clockwise, that moves two spaces. Right. However, the one in the top left of the alchemist. If you want to stay in the clockwise, actually moves oh, three doesn't. spaces or down. Yeah, I see it. it doesn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they really don't move consistently. Oh, they. I guess they they, they, they sort of move consistently. Where it's, the one it's with the consistent, star, but it's not clockwise. Is is what you're saying? So like the, the the two bottom ones, the two bottom quadrant ones kind of mirror and then move up, whereas the top two ones just move down. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If that makes makes sense to, I'm sure yeah. looking at it makes it makes more it sense, does. but. It so does. they really – they don't – they're not a consistent move per se. No. And uh, the images are on, – on the sorceress look to be the same 20 symbols. Um, they, they are the same symbols. But they're in a completely different order. They're in completely different order. Like the, the sets of five are not the same like they are in the, uh, the alchemist and the magician. The sorceress now, is kind of separated by itself. With your, your your research of of these twenty symbols, 
how many are how many symbols are there? Are there an infinite number of alchemy symbols? Well, there's not an infinite number, but well, obviously, but I mean, <laughs> of, compared um, to these twenty, is there? There's not very many more than what is on these these three covers right now that I that I found. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot. I would say there's probably the the biggest list that I found of actual actually used alchemy symbols was probably like fifty symbols. Okay, that's just what I found. So, so it's it, probably. Definitely less than half of what's out there. Probably okay. yes. Probably yes. So did you actually go through and find the meaning of them all? And well, yes. I mean, they 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 all do have a specific meaning, but they're all like minerals or 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 a metal. Or... So the fact that they're in this order does that? Not that I found. I have not found anything specifically saying that this is like a recipe or this is a uh, a process. Well, maybe, maybe it is some kind of. Recipe because the codex book the, the the letters change, yes, like they do on these covers. Right, they move. So, yes, so maybe so that's the point of them moving on the covers. Is to very very well could be. It very well could be. And why these? And you know maybe it's why these twenty symbols. That could not. That might not be. Either a they're just alchemy symbols that are a cool decoration for the book, or it's something we don't necessarily find out for a while. Well, the right. codex has many different symbols in it. It has different Celtic symbols and you know different other different languages. There may be hieroglyphs in it. I don't know. There's all kinds. But now, what about rel- these symbols relative to the symbols inside the circle on the alchemist cover? As far as do they repeat? There, well, there are there the are order, 15 maybe? symbols along that along the circle of the alchemist. Yes, they're, they're now, not in they're not in the same order of any of the other ones. But there's a couple in there that do not show up on the on the edges. Okay. In the center one, and those—if you see those ones the, in the gold, fader, that are, yeah, yeah—they're just in the outside. There's some in, out there that don't that don't show up on the trim. So it's just—it just looks like to me, after after checking the meaning of all the symbols, that it's just a—that's just what they're there for—is to show you it is the book Alchemist, of course, the, the alchemy symbols. Okay. Um, I don't. So they're, they're just decoration, as far as your research can tell you. As far as my research can tell me, they're just decoration. There is there is nothing I came across that tells me that each set of these is a specific process in alchemy or is, is going to you know give you a result because not all of these symbols are a mineral or something. Some of them actually mean like a process. Okay. Like um, congelation is a process. That's not and a word, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but, uh, I think you made it up. It's, it's one of the symbols on here. Most of them are, are, are minerals or, or a vitamin or, or a metal. Um, Which is actually, probably most there's a symbol on here. Gen- yes, well, <laughs> there's a symbol on here for urine. Nice. So, <laughs> I don't know is what that the little one that. that looks like a man symbol with the circle with the arrow? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think it's also worth noting that a lot of these alchemy symbols look. Uh, there are also planetary symbols which represent the gods. So. Good to know. Well, and some of them, if you look at the list of them, a lot of them can be related to other things in the story. Gold and silver. You know, we know we've got the different auras. Um, sulfur. That's D's smell. Yes. Phosphorus, I don't know, that makes me think of Mars and what's going on with him. So, um, him is something that's very important 
when, um, in, in fireworks con construction. It's one of the key elements to, to actually make fireworks, and so that could be something that's important or relevant with respect to germane. So maybe that these symbols, because there are others that are out there that aren't used, maybe each one of these symbols has some other meaning. You know, the ones for silver and gold so, so, also so are... smells like urine. <laughs> I want to go with. I was ignoring that one. Sulfur, no. Because <laughs> I'm not sure which one that is. I'm okay with with with, with it's just the, it's being the ignorant of that. It's the fourth one down on the right side. It's the fourth one the, down on the right side. Fourth the little square with the dot in it. The dot in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I wonder if the, the the gold ones that are obviously bigger and more prominent, if those, if the meanings of those eight are a little more important to the book or not. Right. I, I imagine so. Well, any of that? Yeah. I've got I've got what those are. If you you just want to list those, just so we'll, it'll be or out if you, there. If if you have any of them that seem like they're well, obviously you know the gold is prominent. It's right there mm -hmm. on 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 the right side of the emblem in, in the uh, kind of really behind the green smoke. Is this the the there. side that so it starts with that circle with the dot in it? Mm -hmm. Yes, the circle mm -hmm. with the dot in it is gold. The one below that is sulfur. The one with the uh, crescent moon—it looks like a crescent moon attached to a gold symbol. That's platinum. And then the one that you barely can't see is a circle with an arrow sticking out of it, and that's iron, which you know obviously is, is uh, a the big iron's deal. obvious. I mean, the gold is obvious. Platinum, yeah, silver. Platinum is the combination of gold and silver. Well, there you go. Yeah, I did. That's think. actually they. There we go. You know when they. That's okay. So those four, important. those four are accounted for. Let's yep. go. To the, let's go to the left side. The top one is potassium. The second one is tin. The third one is phosphorus, and the last one is mercury. Okay, I'm not so sure about those. Yeah, I yeah. mean, well, the well, you know, phosphorus, phosphorus is kind of. I guess you could relate a phosphor to a sulfur, but yeah, that, that's that's well, probably stretching. I mean, tin, copper, kind of. Yeah. Nah, not Wait, really. I don't know. Use, but there's got to be a symbol for copper. It is. It's 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 on the cover too. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute because it's it's a different part of the cover. But um, okay, here's a bit about phosphorus. Alchemists often used light as as a symbol of the spirit. Therefore, they were especially interested in light that seemed to be trapped in the matter, such as phosphorus. So maybe that hmm. has something to do with spirits, paranormal. Now, pho uh, phosphorus is the is what is in in bones that made like bones glow after after they've aged so long. And they've been out. They'd been out in the sun, and then they glowed at nighttime. That's phosphorus. Didn't Correct me if I'm wrong, but no. Well, yeah, it's like glow tape. Same thing. Yeah. So it's, it's like actually, it's like phosphorescent. It's not actually yes. phosphorus. It would like burn you if you touched it. <laughs> well, right. Phosphorus but, is a very dangerous chemical. But there was some. There's some kind of a chemical reaction in 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 bones. That I, I forget where I heard this, but it was some kind of a, of a pirate's tale about what they used to do with pirates is, is they would hang them like on their coast, on like the coasts of the of the cities uh, at their ports, so pirates would know that they couldn't port there because you know they would warn them with the, the you come here and you you'll be hung. Pirates, ye be warned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And basically, after you know all the all the flesh was was stripped from the bones and and the bones sat there so long with their whatever the decomposition, there's a chemical reaction that happened and and it's, it, the phosphorus in in the bone will will collect light 
you know, like sunlight during the day, and then at nighttime the bones would actually glow. That's actually kind of neat. <laughs> anyway, in yeah, a twisted like, way, yeah, but yes. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. And any kids that might be listening, do not try that at home. Oh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> Unless you do have pirates that are trying to port at your house. <laughs> look like Johnny Depp, and then you can... Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah. guess uh, six of those symbols are... Uh, are the medals of alchemy. There's actually seven medals of alchemy, but the seventh is down in the corner, the copper in the bottom left-hand corner. It it, it wouldn't surprise me if these other more prominent symbols were important. Um, Obviously, there's there's more of them on the magician and there's less of them on the sorceress. But why why else would they be more prominent? I mean, obviously, the ones on the right were blatantly... Yes. You've got the combination of gold and silver. You've got gold. I mean, it's interesting that silver isn't really represented. Yes. Yeah, that is interesting. Yep. What is the silver symbol? It is, um, hold on. I'll it's a it crescent you. moon. Brief description. It is the um, crescent moon. Mm-hmm. No. Well, that's no. one of them. That, that may be one of them, but on this, on the alchem, on the, the alchemist, the cover of the alchemist, what means silver uh, if you go down from the, on the left trim, mm-hmm. it is the fourth one down. It's, it, lo- it looks like three, three arrows. And... Yeah, it's three arrows is actually what it is coming from a okay. uh, a dot. Three arrows from a dot, that is the silver. Because um, I was going to say, it's... if it was the crescent moon, I mean, there's a crescent moon represented on every cover. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you have it in the – I mean, like by itself, you have the, the crescent moon with the weird dot next to it in the, in the circle on the center emblem. You've got the big one on the magician, and then on that white stag deer-looking thing, there's this crescent moon in that circle on the sorceress. Yes. It, it is displayed fairly prominently. So, And the symbol for gold is represented on mm-hmm. all of them. I mean, on the sorceress, it's a little more subtle, but the center emblem itself could be the symbol for gold. Yeah. You've got a circle oh, see, yeah. the yeah, center, something. the actual... The emblem itself, just take the swords out. So okay. you've got silver, and if if you want to say the the crescent moon is silver, I don't have an alchemy list in front of me, but well, one, well, one of the in, websites in actual, I found actually had a crescent moon as being. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different symbols for silver, oh, and one yeah. and one of them is a crescent moon. Apparently, yes. it's a very popular um use in alchemy <laughs> well that's the thing is it, it's the actual the crescent from what I, my research the crescent moon isn't actually used as often to represent silver that's correct mostly you will see those three arrows mm-hmm. if you would do if, if you you know go in and do a bunch of research on, on alchemy the most times you will see those those three arrows or a variation of those three arrows and also if you look in the top the top five um, alchemy symbols that are like inside the ring in the center cover. Yep. With gold being the middle one. Mm-hmm. That you know you got silver right beside of it. Mm-hmm. So those two are right together. Is and gold also, on the outside ring? Or the outside, not ring, but of those twenty symbols. Yes. I don't. Is, bottom, is that bottommost right bottom. one? Kind of <laughs> covered out. up. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. covered up, but that's it. Okay. Yeah, which is also the uh, astronomical symbol for the sun, and the crescent moon is the astronomical symbol for the moon. So. Yes. 
and also the elemental symbol for fire. That is correct. So there's a lot of crossover there. Speaking of, of elemental symbols, I'll just take your little segue there and, and run with it, Jamie. Oh, go right uh, ahead. <laughs> there, there is actually a, a hidden elemental symbol on this cover. And I'm going to basically explain to you where you can find it. And after this, this podcast goes live, I'm, I'll actually post up some pictures on the forum to specifically show you where it is. If you look at the center emblem with the the beaker that is half full or half empty, depending on <laughs> how you look at it. I was about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Took it from you. Um, that, that, that horizontal line depicting the fluid level in the beaker. And then you take this upside-down triangle that is connecting the moon, the sun, and the eye at the bottom. If you put that upside-down triangle and that line, that fluid-level line together, you have the elemental symbol for Earth, which is, which is what we believe that Flamel has power of. Although he says he does not have elemental power, he main, he he. We think he has the knowledge of Earth power, or what? He certainly you seems say. to use it often enough, like when he yes. makes all the trees grow and whatnot. Mary, you're talking about his what we think is a trigger tattoo. His trigger tattoo is also a an elemental symbol for Earth. The circle with the cross. The circle with the cross. Yes. Now that's interesting because Sophie's trigger I'm, I'm tattoo. Sorry. I'm sorry. I said element. The, the alchemy symbol for okay. Earth is the upside-down triangle with the line. Yes. The elemental, the elemental symbol. symbol is the circle with the cross. And the elemental symbol for the circle with the dot in the center was? The sun. Oh, gold in the sun. Or not gold, well, fire. Well, gold is alchemy, fire. so it is fire. So Sophie does have the fire tattoo. Yes, yes she does. Which is also the symbol for gold. Which is yes, correct. Which is interesting. Very which you also see on the magician cover. Probably and we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, what is your guys' thought on the eye under the beaker? Well, I mean, if you think about just the, the triangle, it, forgetting about the, the beaker for a moment, the triangle seems to be connecting all three together. Yes. Now, the, the, the moon and the sun, you could argue, you know, Josh and Sophie. Uh-huh. So the eye... I mean, you've got the. I mean, you got to kind of try to throw. It's hard to discuss one cover alone because there's, the other covers have similar things, mm-hmm. and you have that the eye in the pyramid symbol on the magician. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a very similar eye, and this this eye is on the top of a pyramid. It could be the same symbol, depicting the same thing. I, I yeah. kind of take it the same way you looked at it with the connecting of the three elements, but I. I Given the book that it's on, if we were to relate it to the actual book, which is, I guess, is what we're trying. Our, our purpose of this conversation is to yeah. try to relate the symbols to the actual book. I would have to agree with you with the sun and moon, Josh and Sophie, and then I would say the eye is Flamel as they're watching over them. Yeah, kind of their their. Now, their did your is is there an or is there an eye symbol? Yes, there is. There is the Eye of Ra or Eye of Horus in Egyptian mythology. As an as an alchemist symbol. No, oh, there's, there's not. No. There's not an alchemist symbol for your eye. 
Okay. And then there's the actually the eye with the pyramid that you see on the back of an American dollar. Um, the all-seeing eye, kind of. Well, you can argue the whole body thing, yeah. but that, that, that's a completely different. Book. Well, yeah. But. <laughs> um, well, let's. Uh, I would relate it more to the an all-seeing eye overseer. You could say it. It could be the flamel. Um, yes. I'm sure flamel is not the only one watching. I agree uh, with that because uh, the the eye of Horus kind of symbolizes healing and protection. So it's kind of like watching over. And that that's kind of what eyes. led me. That's <laughs> what kind of led me to to flamel in this instance because of what book we're looking at. Those are your really your three main characters. Yes. And that kind of ties them together, in my opinion. Did you guys notice that green beaker at the bottom that is that is uh, flowing out the the smoke that goes mm-hmm. runs up the cover? That is actually used in alchemy and is called a boiling flask. And it's probably used chemistry as well. Chemistry, yeah. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> you know, there's not much difference in 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 chemistry and alchemy. I mean, alchemy technically is a form of chemistry. So now, they really use a lot of the same um, tools. Now, looking at that, I mean, some, something that kind of jumps out because of the other books again is the actual, I don't know if you really want to call it a symbol or a shape behind that the flask. Pen, like the you, have, you have a pentagon there. You have a circle on the magician. You have some kind of shape behind the, the cup. <laughs> yeah, it's not really. <laughs> it's the source it's kind of it's almost like a coat of arms. Like how you would see yeah. like a shield on a coat of arm shape in a way, right? Somewhere to that I'm not sure what shape that is, but I almost wonder if that's necessarily important. But I don't know. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the the pentagram has its or or pentagon. I said pentagram. There's no star involved, but <laughs> the, uh, the the pentagon. Yeah, that brings on a whole new meaning for it when you <laughs> when you put that in there. I mean, is is there really anything you we can relate? that shape to or was it just the artist's description of it i I don't know if there's an actual meaning for it but as as far as my research in alchemy i did not find anything alchemy wise for a uh, a pentagon okay then it's probably just the shape that looked the best behind it could have been it's entirely possible (laughs) absolutely you guys want to move to the four corners now sure yes let's be adventurous the uh, the the bottom left we've kind of been dancing around it this whole uh, episode so far the the X with the three lines through it that is the symbol for copper and it is also being encircled by the uh, Ouroboros the snake eating its own tail it took me a little bit to pick that up because I was staring at this cover forever and ever. And I put it down, and the next day I come and sat down and just looked down, and all of a sudden there's this snake around the copper symbol that just what that you know wasn't there before, you know, because I didn't notice it. <laughs> I didn't so, notice it till you said something. Yeah, so it's really kind of just just there, but it is. It's it's the Ouroboros symbol, which is um, which is this, the the snake eating its own tail. Well, yeah, yeah. What does it mean? What is it? <laughs> What's the point of it? I'm trying to segue into your next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it does actually mean something, and it's a very long something. Do we want to? Uh, you guys can look at that, up. or yeah, let's let you guys look it up. 
that's like you guys look it up. Well, that's like our next question of the month. It, it could take a while. You go to Wiki and it's like it, it's a very long page about it. So yeah, about time we make them do some of the work. <laughs> exactly. In the uh, the upper left, you have and and basically what is an empty hourglass or an hourglass that all the time has ran out of, and there's two symbols on either side of that as well. The the symbol to the right is is what looks like pi, mathematical symbol pi, and the 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 looping uh, symbol there is what I found to also mean like infinity. So. Putting those together, I, I don't know <laughs> what you can really... I would love an infinite amount of pi. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. I agree with that. But putting those two symbols aside and looking specifically at the hourglass, you definitely get the sense that that is the time that Flamel and Paranel have. You know, it's run basically their time is running out for their lives, you know, or for... The time's run out, and you know D's caught up to him finally after, you know how many hundreds of years. So that's all I could really draw from that. Top right corner is is a heart, with uh, what looks to be arrows running through it. We've kind of collectively and with maybe a little bit of insider push uh, figured out that that's just basically a, a broken heart. And it's kind of like the story with Flamel and, and, and Paranel. You know, their their whole life together has been changed and, and halted. And uh, you know, every time you hear about what Flamel is is up to, basically the first thing he says is rescuing Paranel. And then he says, "To do that, I must get all the must get the twins all their powers and all the elemental magics and everything." But his his and then get the codex back. It's kind of like in that order. It's it's rescue Paranel, then get the codex back. To do that, he has to get the twins all of their elemental magic. So in my opinion, Paranel is his number one priority. Well, and then you've got the the twins siblingly love for each other. You know that's kind of kind been of being broken tested. apart and being it's, tested. Yeah, it's being yeah. It's, it's really being tested with, with definitely with Josh's jealousy. Extremely, yes. And now the creepy hooded guy, girl, could be a girl. Yeah, could be a girl. I have no idea. <laughs> I think that's because I honestly don't. The only clue that I have to that is the um, the Japanese website for for the book for the Alchemist has character profiles and artist renditions of all of the characters, and Flamel is actually depicted. In a cloak, in a hooded cloak. Hmm. So, take that what you will. I thought it was the Morgane because chapter 11 describes her and actually says um, that she's wearing a cloak with its full hood pulled around her face and sweeping to the ground behind her. There and because, you go. Okay. Because she's such a huge theme throughout, you know, Presence sure. throughout the book, and then like I, that's I assumed it was her. Great, you know that um, I, I didn't pick up on that, so that could very well be a possibility. Y- you're right; it could be a girl. Uh, I, I, just I, I, I was leaning more it. towards kind of a general elder kind of. Yes, you know when, that, when you when, when you think vibe. of yeah when you think of elders, you know I picture the you know kind of like monk's robe, hood pulled up. 
kind of the, the, the visual of, of what I, when I hear the word elder, that's kind of what I picture anyway. So I, I, I don't know that it's even necessarily a specific person to the book or just an idea of a person. Right. And that's the Alchemist cover. That's the Alchemist yeah. cover. Beautiful cover. Absolutely. And it's green. Which yeah. the green, you know, if we want to talk about that, I mean, I think it's sure. Hot. Let's let's Flamel's uh, color. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's also I, say that the first time that the title character, their color matched their aura color matched the the theme color on the book. We probably yep. shouldn't say first time because it's the first book. Okay, but well, of, the only of time. these three of it these is three is the time. The only time. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously the alchemist is is Flamel and his his aura collar is is green. The magician is is uh, Doctor John D and his aura collar is yellow. So obviously the red does not mean for the magician. And the sorceress is Parnell. Her aura collar is ice white. So the purple bluish purple does not pertain to her. I mean, unless you want to count the fact that the symbols are kind of a silvery, whitish color, but that might be yes. worse. Well, the foil, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because we have to foil. see it. You mean? Yeah, we, we'd actually have to see the book to get a better idea. Yeah. yeah. I think it's hard to tell from the picture. It, it is. And it's just going to be the, you know, the, the, the graphic rendition of it. I mean, once you actually have it stamped and, and embossed. You know, it's going to look a lot different than what the uh, what the picture shows there. When you have it in your hand and the foil stamp on it is popping out. No, can't wait. All right, Absolutely. magician. Might yes. as well do this in a bit of the same order. Although, I mean, we've got already kind of talked about the outside symbols, but Jeff, yeah, you know what the? Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're going to ask me something. Go I was going to say we we should we could just start rather than go over all that again. We'd start with. Have you been able to translate the more prominent ones around the emblem? These I mean, are obviously not actually the tattoos. These aren't. These are the the ones on the magician are not alchemy symbols. These are actually runes. Okay. Now the ones we talked about before with the the on the trim, those are still obviously the alchemy symbols. But the ones that are around the center emblem and inside of the center emblem, those are actually runes, and they are quite hard. <laughs> To uh, to decipher. Yeah, I was looking for those. Couldn't find them. Basically, there is. There's so many different um, rune languages. I well, mean, there there really Celtic there, runes. You have, you know, there's so many. You, you do, but finding them and finding <laughs> a graphical representation of them and what they mean. Good luck, you know, because I spent hours looking for these rune things. Basically, the most prominent rune that comes up is this this alphabet. And there's only 26 runes in the alphabet, and, and basically each rune just means a letter. So if you're going to write someone a message in, in this rune code, they could you know decipher it with with a simple rune with the key. But some of them, some of them I weren't able, I was not able to find meanings for. Quite Did you a few find any spelling? Did it seem like there might be a word hidden in there, or no, or just there, were, there are some words in here that I have found. The word secrets. Is in here, not spelled out, but one of the symbols in in one of the many rune languages means secrets. Okay. Strength is also in here. For whatever reason, horse. <laughs> I don't know what that relates to, but it's it's on there. Uh, and basically, very secretive, also, strong horse. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
basically all the other ones are letters, letters. that I could find. Okay, so there's not much interpretation to make there. No, not really. Uh, from, unless, our, from, 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 from our general from, knowledge. From from my knowledge, no. If there's someone listening that has taken a class on this, um, you know, ancient some kind of ancient history, and you know about runes, and you can tell me tell us what what all of these mean, that would be great because there was there's probably 50 percent of these I couldn't find. Well, so, I found one of them that that is a Viking rune for warrior, and given Scatty and and her appearance in the book, I assumed that was for her. Okay. That's when you're looking at it on the right hand side. It's the second one, the, uh, the triangle-ish the arrow. arrow. The, yeah, the arrow. arrow. Okay. So now something I kind of just noticed. Yeah, actually, with the with the, with the, the trigger tattoos. Yes. Sophie's seems to be burning. More than Flamel's. Oh, the flame kind of got around to that side a little bit more. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it almost looks like it kind of rebursts again, kind of at her. Yeah, at her symbol. I mean, the other, the other, like on on the alchemist, it's it's not exactly mirrored, but it's very close to being it. And on the sorceress, it's basically an exact. The smoke on either side is almost all mirror. Right. Um, as far as shape is concerned, but on the magician, it's, it's so it and Sophie <laughs> seems to be fire, and yeah. it doesn't seem to even touch Flamel's. It, it does, but it just kind of like goes on the inside of it and goes mm-hmm. around. So yeah. yeah, I can I can see that there definitely is more prominent fire on the left hand side. And I wonder if that's right. just kind of a metaphor, kind of you know, Sophie gets fire, gets along with Jermaine, everything like that. I mean, right. Flamel and Jermaine, you know, Jermaine was his student, but you don't know how much they really get along. Yeah. I don't know if that's just kind of like a a visual kind of metaphor. Yeah, well, and then you've got the, the fact that, you know, Earth can put out fire, like smother it. So maybe just another metaphor of Earth powering over fire. Very well could be. I love how the, the elements are like a rock, paper, scissors game. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was going to say one other thing I noticed actually about the the same one that means um, the warrior is that it also sometimes re- represents the god. What is it? T-Y-R, however you say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was going right. to say that when you uh, said Here. the warrior. It's, right, um, which we've all been speculating as to whether or not that's who the hook-handed man who's mentioned in this book um, might be. Really? Huh. Yeah, I'm a form, yeah. I don't remember that name being brought up as 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 him. Yep. We we have correctly guessed who the hook handed man is. You saw that post. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just won't uh, tell us which one's right. So start digging, guys. Right? So <laughs> someone <laughs> has correctly guessed. Well, when you list every hook handed man from the beginning of time, <laughs> we're bound to be right eventually. Someone's <laughs> going to get it. Exactly. <laughs> So hopefully we'll be able to get some more revelation into that in the sorceress. Um, but moving moving on past the runes, we'll stay in the center symbol uh, emblem. There, we've got the crescent moon again. Obviously, we we talked about that. We also have the alchemical symbol for fire, which is the tri- uh, the the upright triangle with the circle in the middle of it. So on the alchemist, we had the alchemical symbol for earth 
And then the magician, we have the alchemical symbol for fire. Fire is obviously germane. Fire is obviously germane. Or the, uh, the, and, you know, and, the general and element so- they learn. <laughs> and now, so- it makes me wonder if, if, going, if we can go back to the alchemist for a second. Sure. The elemental, the elemental magic that they learned in the magician was fire. In the alchemist, she learned air. Correct. Now, I suppose that the, the kind of smoke spewing out of the beaker could be the air. Who knows? It could, like, be, the potion. If, if, it could if, be the potion for the, the the immortality potion brewing. But, I mean, I'm saying, like, because we have the element shown on the magician, what's getting learned, makes me wonder if there's an air on the alchemist and, and like, an earth on the sorceress. I, I don't – it's possible. Or water on but, the sorceress. I'm sorry. Right. I it, 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 it is possible. But, but you know, how, how do you depict air? You know what I mean? So with a symbol uh, is what I'm. Yeah, but there's not, you know, like the alchemy. The alchemy symbol for air is the upright triangle with nothing inside of it. Okay. What is the the elemental symbol for air? Jamie, I know you know that. Oh, the element. Uh, I don't think I know that one. The circle with the dot is fire. The circle with the cross is earth. Um, is it just the wavy lines? No. no, that's something else. Anyways, not important. Yeah, we'll I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up and, and maybe butt it's in a circle with a line through it, like the center of the beaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> while you anyway, look for that, we'll we'll go on around here. Um, the one thing that really kind of stood out to me that didn't really make a whole lot of sense book wise to me was this red stone that is down at the bottom of the book. Inside the black circle with the fires coming out of it, you know, could could that be depicting the the philosopher's stone? Could you know what is? What are your guys' thoughts on what that is? My only thought was that maybe it related to Germain and the fact that his many professions, he was a jeweler at one point. But that was the only thing I could really come up with. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't really place that with anything except for. Uh, except for the, the, the Philosopher's Stone, possibly. So, I, I don't know. Moving around the cover to the four corners, though, bottom left, we've got a, a, a butterfly. That's fairly that's obvious. obvious. Yeah, it's fairly obvious that's a representation of uh, Germain. Mm-hmm. The top left would be what I consider uh, a sun emblem. I have not found anywhere that has uh, this specific type of a sun that means anything, you know, with the kind of like the, the, the curvy legs going out and, and, and spinning. I couldn't find anywhere where this specific type of, em, of, of symbol meant anything other than just the sun. Which, you know, we've already said, you know, could be Sophie. Yes, I could be wrong, but I think I've seen it as like a chaos symbol before. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. Whoever we're saying the sun is. <laughs> I think I've yeah. seen it as a, like a symbol of chaos. It's the wavy, but I could be way off on that. Okay. I mean, chaos definitely makes sense if that's what it is the symbol of. But yes, we've got the all-seeing eye. <laughs> we've got the all-seeing eye, the eye of the eye of horrors, the eye of raw. However, you want to to say what that is. <laughs> Obviously, with if you want to go with the Eye of Ra, you know the only Egyptian tie we've had into 
from the book so far is a mention of King Tut and of, of course Bastet being being an Egyptian goddess. In the eye of Horus, I mean Horus was you know the thousand-eyed creature from Greek mythology. You know, yes. maybe Horus is Dzelder. <laughs> I looked at that one a little again a little bit more more broadly at, since since it's often the you know symbol for spiritual sight or inner vision. I thought of Perry and her ability to see the see the ghosts throughout the book. Okay, uh, that's good. <laughs> Apparently, it could be everything. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when you put something general out there like that, um, it's obviously it's probably not uh, general. We just maybe don't have the connections made drawn for us yet to be able to say specifically what that's there for. I'll let one of you guys take the bottom right symbol because <laughs> I had some kind of massive uh, brain hemorrhage. <laughs> and uh, That's one way of putting it. <laughs> completely, completely blew that, that, that symbol. So uh, I'll let someone else discuss it. <laughs> that is the uh, symbol for Mars. I don't I know that how that fits into the story, though. No. Yeah, I mean, was there like a was there a character or something from Mars? Was there an alien involved in this yeah, book yeah, series? Yeah, aliens. Yeah. And a whole couple of chapters devoted to it. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Did he do something? <laughs> I mean, I don't think anything important happened involving anything to do with Mars. I spent, no. like, I spent like 16 <laughs> hours researching these covers. <laughs> okay, so I don't think we have to talk about Mars. <laughs> just one emblem, and I catch all this flack for it. That's okay. You can give me flack, because uh, the symbol for air is just an open circle. Okay, great. <laughs> um, what, what's water? So I don't know how I forgot that, but, you know, it's it happens. Water, oh, now you're asking me that. Come on. I mean, if you want to look it. at the, the alchemist, I mean, the center symbol itself, I mean, they're all circles, so, I mean, I suppose that's not really a good way to put it. But. <laughs> well, if if we see someone with a circle tattoo, they most likely are going to have the ability to control water or have the water magic. Water is air, air, I'm sorry. <laughs> air. <laughs> and we still don't know what's getting Water is a tattoo. circle with one, line, one horizontal line through it. So we've got the circle with the dot is fire. The circle by itself is air. The circle with a horizontal line through it is water. And the circle with the cross in it is earth. Captain planet. (laughs) Well, and if you look in the center of the magician cover, there's an open circle. Well, the triangle with the circle is fire. Yeah, that, that, that kind of... That kind of has to tie together with the. Uh, there, there is a couple different depictions of what the alchemical symbol for fire is, but one of them is this triangle with a circle. Now, okay. actually, look at the the full circle of the center emblem, and there's a line going straight across through the center of it. So we have like all four elements represented. On the possibly cover of the edition. Yes, you possibly possibly could. That's correct. Just yeah, if a, you do if you do the same thing, kind um, of like what you did like, to get Earth. Yeah, kind of like I did to get Earth. You get you can you can also get um, get water. It's true. So maybe one of them rep- also represents time, since that's kind of the fifth element we're kind of looking for here. Right, and I mean, there's not 
there's not anything really out there that that depicts time as an element, giving it. Well, a, it's not just time; it's I guess ether is what it's called. What's that? It's ether or ether. It's it's a, like it's it's time plus more. Time and space. Yeah, kind of. Uh, kind of hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know because the t- the space is going to be the tricky thing because to, to be able to manipulate space would be, in my eyes, would be probably the most powerful element because you can pretty much, <laughs> you can pretty much warp anything you want. Now we have a, a special guest here, or a couple special guests, Jules and uh, and and Michael Scott is in here with us. Oh, that was smooth. You liked that, <laughs> did you? You know, my, my friends that I've turned on to these books have just been absolutely blown away by by just the covers alone when they oh. when they first look at it. Sure. I'm quite convinced it's the cover which sells the book more than anything else. The covers, <laughs> are, just, the covers are just fabulous. They, they, they are. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Germans did a nice take on them, didn't they? Yes. They really made it stand well, out. Yeah. I like the well, full actually, color. The, the, today I was down with my manager and he, he had just got in a couple of the foreign editions which I hadn't seen um, which included a German hardback and it is absolutely gorgeous oh, I mean, it's just sumptuous so which one do you like most then? I, uh, I have to say this new German cover the, the sort of fire red German cover because it's a huge brick it's a big 500 page monster it <laughs> looks so gorgeous we had a lot of fun doing the covers, um, and one of the reasons I think the books have sold so well is because the covers are not young adult covers. The covers are really very attractive mm-hmm. and and are universal. That's That was a great trick. We didn't want to make an American cover or an English cover. The covers are cre- created by a young guy called Michael Wagner, who's a Random House artist, and... Um, you know, the first book is meant to, meant to represent the book of the Codex, which is at the heart story. And it's one of the few cases where I've actually had a little bit of, not control, but I can make suggestions about the cover. Because each of the covers has to relate so closely to the text. Mm-hmm. So the covers are full of clues to the story and about the next story. And I know by reading on, by reading in, in, in the forum... You know, how people speculate, you know, they're looking for characters and looking for creatures. And some of them have been absolutely spot on, absolutely spot on. The, the next three covers are just going to be like planes. There's going to be anything on them. Yes. Yeah, just, 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 <laughs> just a plain just a black parchment. cover with, with silver words on it. That's it. <laughs> the hard part is getting the central motif because the corner motifs are, are easier because they are, you know, characters or situations from the book. It's the central motif. That's the really tricky one, because that has to be that's got to represent the core of the story in some way. There's there's one emblem that I did a lot of research on these covers uh, preparing for this podcast and you know looked into a lot of these alchemy um, symbols and what they meant and everything. And the top right corner of the alchemist with the uh, the heart with what looks like two lines going through it. Oh yes, yeah. I'm looking, look, looking I, at it now. Yeah. I could not figure out what that means. I've been <laughs> or, looking at this thing forever. It's been driving me nuts. Well, that's actually probably the easiest one because sometimes you know. <laughs> you great. You guys don't want <laughs> yeah, to now you feel good. <laughs> I want you to step back and actually, the, sometimes the obvious answer is the obvious answer. It's a broken heart. 
Really? Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's Flamel and Paranel being separated. It's the kids' relationship being broken apart. It's because the, the big theme of this story, interestingly enough, which, you know, which I didn't realize until I started writing it, is that this is a story about love. This is a love story. This is the story of Flamel and Nicholas who have been married forever. It's the story of Josh and Sophie who are twins. It's the story of uh, the Countess Saint-Germain and Joan of Arc. It's, a, it's at its heart a love story. And all of those love stories are threatened and are broken by the loss of the book. That's what it is. So now it's a chick book. <laughs> yes. You just scared Sean away. <laughs> That's what it you is. You would not believe two certain members of our team had complete man issues over the colour lilac. <laughs> I have I have no well, idea so what she's talking about, Michael. I don't know, Jeff. Jeff, I I wasn't there for that conversation. Yeah, I, I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, you, well, actually, you know as well as I do that she's there's something off with her. So <laughs> actually, it's, just remember course, you're it's outnumbered. Not, it's not lilac. It's imperial purple. Imperial purple. So there. And Jeff two just of them have issues with purple, period. The we get pink to cover here. just for the fun of it. I think that's book five. Book five is the pink one. Sweet. Okay. Oh, don't even play. <laughs> Hot pink. Now, there's something that I noticed in my, in my research of the Alchemist and the Magician covers. I went along trying to find all the meanings of the alchemy symbols that are running vertically on the left and right side. And what I noticed was, and this is how I explained it to, to the guys here when I was telling them about it, if you divide the book into four quadrants, and you say you have a, like a top left quadrant, sure. bottom left quadrant, well, if you take all of the symbols from the bottom left quadrant of the magician, they match identically to the top left quadrant of the alchemist. That's correct, yes. And then it, it, it continues in that fashion. Uh, in a, believe, a clockwise order? It should be clockwise, yeah. It should not be Withershins. Okay. Because if if you look at the look at the cover of The Alchemist, mm-hmm. at, three at 3 o'clock and uh, 9 o'clock, at 6 o'clock and 12 o'clock, you'll see the break appearing in the cover. Yes. Hor- horizontal line at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. If you look at the magician again at three o'clock and and uh, nine o'clock, you'll see the two lines, the two, the, the little yeah. breaks. Yeah. So the covers are actually divided into four quadrants. Okay. Hmm. Is, <laughs> He's got his brains working. Yeah, the ticking. <laughs> <laughs> is is there a reason for the rotation of the symbols and them being the same in their? Yes, uh, there is. Okay, because well, I was. It's funny because I just got done saying before before you got on how uh, I didn't think they were. I thought they were there for decorations. <laughs> I've got a car question. Mm-hmm. The lo- the the four corner runes, the location of them relative to each book, is it like the same type of if you want to say clue to what's coming? Is it like a clue to the same thing based on the location of where they are? No, not necessarily. It's location. Uh, let me have a look at uh, book four or book three, rather. Hang on. More so, like in on um, for the the magician, the Mars symbol is on the lower right. Is is the 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 lower right a, a character location? Yes, the bottom right hand corner is generally reserved for a new character. Okay. Is that true of the other locations? Yes, it should be. They should all follow the same motif, as it were. 
Okay. Where? So where the 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 butterfly is on the magician would be Germain's tattoo. Yes, the butterfly is, is represents Germain. Guys, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank I you. Am, and I'll talk to you all real soon. Great. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Now that we've we, we've dissected the alchemist and the magician, let's move forward and okay. move on to our QOM from last month to get things kicked off for our predictions here. Yes. So we're going to talk about a few listener responses. Got a couple. We got some nice loan responses here, so thank you again for that. The first one is from Eric from Maine, and he said, Hi, instead of choosing a symbol, I decided to choose a color. But firstly, I'd like to bring up something that I noticed on the cover of The Magician. In the center, I thought it was very interesting because in the medieval times, there was something called a coat of arms, which would be on a shield. One of the symbols was a cadency, which would be one's birth order. The center of The Magician has a crescent, the cadency for a second born, which I think is significant because in The Magician, Josh is awakened. And he's the second born, by a little. Anyways, when I started thinking medieval, I thought about medieval cover, colors. The alchemist cover is mainly blue, which means loyalty or truth, which would represent the whole can we trust Flamel idea. For the magician, red means military, which would be like Mars, the god of war. So what does purple represent from the sorceress? It represents loyalty, which makes sense because they'll meet Gilgamesh the king. Thinking of that, I think Gilgamesh will play a very big role in the Sorceress because the big question in the Alchemist was if we could trust Flamel in the Magician, the whole Josh wanting to get awakened would be the big idea and Mars awakened him. So it looks like that color is important. So it makes me wonder what will make Gilgamesh a part of the Sorceress. Good job on the podcast, guys. Now, I mean, a couple. It's interesting because we had different interpretations of the color as far as, you know... Well, we also disagree on what the colors are. <laughs> yes. You know, when we said the, the he says the alchemist is mainly blue, we saw it as green. And then, I mean, obviously red is it's obviously red. Um, I see the sorceress being more blue than purple, prominently. But yeah. that's you know, uh, that's arguable, I suppose. And I believe that that's a bit of a typo because the purple doesn't represent loyalty; it represents royalty. Hence, yes. Gilgamesh yes. the king. That could so. be. Yes. That's probably a typo. Unless it wasn't, then feel free to let us know, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second email is from, and I apologize because I'm probably going to butcher this name, Baksh uh, from India. And his response is, the symbol I chose is the horned deer. I chose particularly this because it has most the most possibilities. I have done research on mythological deers, and the best I found was about the four deers of Yggdrasil. And this is very likely because according to the information, they are linked to Yggdrasil. So they might have been left either homeless or something like that, like the Nidhogg. So I think they will be playing a crucial role because we see deers, especially white, as discussed by my worthy companions at the forum, are very important mythological beings. My guess is they are very powerful as well, believing there are four. The crescent moon, according to me, signifies that these deers or rather stags, are at the height of their power at night, like the Valkyries are at twilight. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. I, I hadn't heard the uh, the myth you know, the, the myth of the four deers of the Yggdrasil. I, I've not. I, I? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Baksh 
if you could uh, maybe send us the information on the four deers of the Yggdrasil so we can kind of uh, add that to our our uh, our, our research. Our yeah, our information uh, to our research because I'd be interested to, to see what that's all about because I have not heard of the four deers of the Yggdrasil. But good research. Thanks. Yes. So yes. what we... can we pull from this cover? Yes. The Sorceress. Well, why don't we do it in the same order we've been doing it? Sounds sure. good. Uh, the, are we we're, are we back to alchemist symbols here as far as the big prominent ones, or do we have runes again? I think those are runes. They are some form of a rune that I cannot find any of the symbols for. <laughs> and it looks like we have that arrow again. <laughs> it's Yeah, but it's kind of to the side. Sideways and, and has an extra line. line. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think the one in the center on the left is probably water. It looks like it's very well could be. But well, I don't already you know, this is in water is obviously going to be prominent yeah. in the book. Right now, you said smoke when you were talking about coming out of the goblet steam. and going around. I don't think it's steam either. If you look closely farther up, it starts to curl and fl- and, and like flip out at you and down. I think it's actually waves, like oh. ocean waves. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, that's what it is. Okay. Because if you can see, as it's kind of like curling around the edges. The mm-hmm. different breaks of the waves, and then right up above the the O and the R in Sorceress, yeah, you can see a wave breaking there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's water coming out of the goblet there. Okay, okay, possible. Um, the alchemy Im- uh, symbols on either side of the cover. We again have this twenty symbols, four sets of five. They are not. In any same order as the previous two books. But they are the same 20 symbols. They are the same 20 symbols. So we have chaos now with the symbols. Complete chaos. They're everywhere. Yes. <laughs> there was some <laughs> form of a uh, of a uh, chain going between the alchemist and the magician as far as the position of them. But then all of a sudden, they're jumbled. Now it's also interesting because we've kind of been told... On, with, with, on the forums from from Mr. Scott that the, the book series is kind of more like a two set trilogy. Yes. So it kind of it's interesting that the those symbols wouldn't be necessarily tied in with the first two books. It is, and I, I completely expected after I found um, the coincidences, we'll say, between mm-hmm. um, the alchemist and the magician, I fully expected to pull up the the sorcerer's cover and find the exact same thing. Or maybe Jamie has and a point and everything goes into complete <laughs> chaos in the sorceress. Or it's entirely possible that we could get the book and they'll be in some kind of coordinating <laughs> order at that point. Yeah, I don't know. That's right now. <laughs> That's possible. Who knows? The swords in the center. Clarence and Excalibur would be my they, guess. They, they are. They're uh, Clarence and Excalibur. Now, my only point is they're supposed to be twin swords. Well, no. But the hilts are not. Actually, they're they're not. In a little bit of research into the book, wise they are twin swords. They're twin but they're blades. They're not identical. They're twin blades. They're they're not identical swords because originally when this when this cover first came out, a lot of speculation was saying, well, all oh, those are Scatty swords. But Scatty swords, swords are identical. They are exactly identical. These two are not. Um, and you can you can see the uh, obviously the the emblem that they're connected to is 
is water, the water. waves. Yeah. Now the fact um, that they are connected makes says to me in in my kind of medieval knowledge of history that they're actually being joined. They're rejoining. Yes. The, the, the cross like that, like some people might interpret that as they're clashing, but they're not. Like if you've ever seen when you have – you see like a coat of arms on a wall, a mm-hmm. lot of times there are two swords crossed behind it. That's yes. a joining of swords. That's not – That's like a joining if, of like, like your, the, the family crest. Yes. You know, obviously if you're your family, you have two different sides to your family. So yeah. the joining of those swords would signify the joint, the joining of now, the families. had you flipped that kind of vertically and had the handles at the bottom, they would be clashing swords. Yes. Now, actually, there is the, – just, just kind of a quick note. The sure. sword with the handle at the top left is Excalibur. Okay. How it has kind of the, the, the crown at, on the hilt, and it, that's the regal sword that's – that would be cool. that would be Arthur's sword, okay. As opposed to to Clarence, which is a little darker looking. It's kind of the evil version. I mean, if you want to look at the Arthurian legend, right. not this book, you know, Excalibur would be the good sword, Clarence would be the bad sword. Right. So what does that say? Well, you said the swords are coming together, but they're clashing swords. So does that mean no, 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 good not, and no, no. bad are yes, coming? They're, 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 they're not clashing. They're, or not they're, clashing you, but I, I said that I wrong. Guess is somehow either. One way or the other, either D gets Clarence or Flamel gets Excalibur. Excalibur. And, it, and, and they're they're both on the same side, basically, yes. is what you're they're, saying. They're, yes, yeah. the, the swords are joined together. Yeah, yes. like the opposites are coming together, I guess was a better way of putting it. Well, I think it's a little more literal in that the swords themselves will actually be be rejoined in harmony, not, not rejoined as in it. If they were facing the other way and the handles were at the bottom, I would say that they were coming together in battle, but because yes. they are because the blades are downwards, they are being brought together in in harmony, not in battle. Right. So they're, they're not clashing swords. That was kind of my my point before with the direction of them. Now I didn't know um, that medieval uh, symbology of the swords facing up and down, but I, I do know from uh, from my martial arts background that. In in Japanese, if, you, if you've ever seen a a Japanese sword katana rack that that they that like a dojo would have where the sword I have is one in the other room. Okay, <laughs> here's here's the thing about that. You know the blade is cur- is curved somewhat, and yes. you've got a bow. Well, mm-hmm. depending on which direction the bow is, is whether you are li- is whether the the uh, there, there's a battle. Ongoing, a war ongoing, or if peace is actually ongoing. I believe if the bow is facing up, which means the two ends are the lowest part of the sword. And that would also mean the blade is out, correct? The blade would be out, and that, I believe, is peace. Now, when it's flipped up, and the bow is the lowest part of the sword in the rack, that is wartime. So you're talking about the flat side of the sword versus the edge of the sword, or are you? Talking- no, 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 no. Like completely yeah, with, with a katana, they're bowed. Yes, ah, okay. they're not. Yeah, they're not straight. They're, they're, okay. like, there's an arc. I see what you're saying. Now, if so, if it looks like a frowning face, they're at peace. If it looks yes. like a happy face, they're at war. Yes. That's just backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little backwards, but yes. So, so that kind of gives credence to what you're saying with the, the the direction of the sword symbolizing 
their relationships. You know, if they're flipped over, you know, they're they're clashing together and they're at war. But if they're flipped like they are on the cover, they're peacefully joined. So we've got the snake symbol again. We do. If if the ring around behind the swords is like this wide blue with silver um, snake scales running all the way around the uh, the logo there, and then they're joined at the top by an upside down triangle, which we discussed earlier is the uh, alchemical symbol for water. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so we've got a lot going on there. We also have, if you can, if you can see, um, I'm looking at the Amazon.com bl- blown up image of yep. the cover. That's the ones I have too. Yeah, you can see it behind the swords is like a paneling, it's almost like almost some kind of glyph system. Yeah. It, it's it is a glyph system, but you can you can in, it looks like individual boards almost. You know, yeah, it's I mean? almost like hieroglyphs, but not quite. Yes, but before the higher whole hieroglyph thing, it's it's divided up. Mm-hmm. There's vertical there's vertical lines spaced specifically across, and then there's horizontal lines, almost like a brick wall, a, a, a wood. I, I actually looked at that, and the, my first thought was like a wood flooring, like in a okay. boat or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of pattern that's there, and then on top of that. In between, on each individual plank, if you will, are are hieroglyphs, or some kind of glyph, and they don't appear to be hieroglyphs. Well, they're similar, but they're not. We can't see them well enough to. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you save the picture to your computer and open it up in like picture viewer, you can zoom. Use the zoom, and you can get a better idea of what they look like. Yeah, I've done that, and I, I I couldn't. Find any that were that I could see that I could relate to, like an Egyptian hieroglyph. Yeah, they're they're not quite Egyptian, I don't think. But they're definitely glyph. They're regardless, definitely glyphs. so there's no doubt they're they're glyphs. So there is a lot of information going on in this center shield specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had that a whole lot back in the other ones because if you look back at the alchemist and the magician, their backgrounds are not flat, you know, are basically. solid color. The magician is kind of like a cloudy reddish, but there's still nothing in the background. Mm-hmm. And this one is packed full of symbol symbology, symbols, and symbologies and, and meaning. So it will be nice to finally get this book and see if, basically, to see if when we get it, we can see what those glyphs are mm-hmm. and, and basically find out their origins or what they relate to the story. We've got several corner uh, symbols here that that are really worth uh, looking at. A couple of them, there's a couple I would say are kind of obvious, like the spider in the top left mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. obviously a rock. Yeah. So, I mean, Stonehenge, I mean... It, it's obviously I, Stonehenge, it, but is does it... Does it mean something else? I mean... How is it relevant? They're going to England? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh. And Stonehenge has all sorts of mythological things. I mean, if they ended up at Stonehenge, I wouldn't be surprised. Wasn't well, there something with the solstice there, too? That's kind of what the whole Stonehenge was built around, I believe. That's why they, that's why they believed it was just basically a, a giant clock. 
because if you stand at like the headstone and you look at at the solstice, the sun rises directly in between two other stones, like perfectly. Uh, the rises are set. It's rises or sets there. I forget right, right. Where it's in, but I don't yes. know if that will will come in to be. Well, and we do know the twins were born on the winter solstice. Yes. So, obviously, we're going to Stonehenge. But we're definitely closer to the summer solstice in the book. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I mean, we look time wise, going to go right through it. If we look time wise, I mean, these books are we, Nick and Perry's got what a month to live. So they're, they're in the month of they're, June. So. They're like what? <laughs> yeah. Two three weeks away from going from the summer uh, solstice, so uh, it's not hard to kind of correlate that that time frame together. So there's definitely some emphasis being put on that. So I mean, I think Stonehenge is obvious, but at the same time, it probably means a little bit more than just the location. Yeah, I, I thought I remembered seeing somewhere somebody theorizing about Stonehenge and and having it, or maybe it was the one description with the back of the books about. The connection to ley lines and and you know we know that they if it's want some to kind find of a way home yeah. so maybe maybe that's why we'll see it. I, I hope it's more than that. Um, Just because there's so much mythology behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's so much they could do that that Michael could do with with Stonehenge. I hope that it's not just uh, a ley terminal, if you will. Yes, I, I think there's more to it than that. I mean, it's I, I, one of the major corner symbols. I think it'll right. be a pretty but big thing. I don't think there's any doubt that we will be there in the sorceress. The other other symbols we've got are kind of out there a little bit more. With the top right, we've got the uh, the trident. Um, obviously, we know we are learning uh, the, that the twins are going to be faced with trying to learn water, mm-hmm. most likely learning water. I mean, there's um, so many water gods and goddesses. And yeah. And, I mean, that, that trident, I mean, the obvious connection is Poseidon. But we've also seen that one elder, you know, like Mars is like, you know, he's Aries. He's he's all these different people. So Right. Yeah, Poseidon, I think you're going to see the same with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not it's it's Poseidon or not. Know. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Not that I wouldn't hope we see Poseidon, but I kind of uh, – That's a little know. too big. It's Poseidon's a kind of a big god. I mean Mars right. is obviously a big god too, but he is one of the lesser gods. Yeah. He's not Poseidon. I mean, besides, <laughs> besides Zeus, you know, when you think of gods, I mean Poseidon ranks up there pretty high. Well, there are lesser gods. I mean whereas yes. you know, Poseidon's the god of the sea. Mars is, you know, the God of War. Right. He's so it's kind of like I doubt it would necessarily be Poseidon, but there's so many other water type creatures. Yeah. God, yes. I mean, there's creatures. I mean, it could be a um, a it could hydro. be a merman. It could be anything. It could be a mermaid. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that's it, what uh, it Dagon. could be just about anything. That is Dagon. true. Dagon's it could very well just have to do with Dagon. So what? What do you think about the squiggly lines on either side of the trident? Like just water? Yeah, that's kind of what I saw it as. I didn't really think much of them. I didn't either, but they're just kind of oddly placed. Yeah, they're just, I didn't they're even just, notice them. Almost <laughs> like the trident's coming out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would, I would, I would think going in, and it's like parting, like water parting almost. Yeah. But I don't know. It just kind of struck to me, just kind of funny looking. Now those three arrows are also the alchemy symbol of silver. 
Um, in a roundabout way, yes, you are correct. So, I mean, whether or not that means anything, I'm just... Yeah, but you're right. They, they're three errors joined at, the, at a central point, correct. And then we've got, what was it Eric's email or was it Sean's email about the deer? Uh, that was... Or Bash. 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 No. Okay, Bash. My thought on, on this deer now, based on the other two books, that location, quote-unquote, I mean... You know, the, the first one we could say is, is elders, whether it's a specific elder, you know, with the description of the, Mor- of the Morgan. So that could represent her directly. We've got Mars directly. So I'm, I'm kind of expecting this to be more of a, of a, a god or an, a, a, an elder, rather, that, that we see. Some kind of horned mythological creature, a minotaur. Um, well, something like that is what I'm expecting that to, to mean. Yeah, I think right. the stag is a symbol of like the horned god kind of. So yes. I think that would make sense. I mean, just, that's a lot of points for a deer too. I mean, it's not just your regular old. It's not. No, it's it's either. definitely a very very old, a very old stag. Basically, I just went in. Just as soon as we started talking about this, I went in and typed in stag god in Google. The first thing that pops up um, talks about. A stag god known as uh, Cernunos. Cernunos, I just did the exact same thing. And he's Cernunos. a Celtic porn god. And he's a Celtic porn god. We're going to some kind of Celtic area, you know, we're going to England and everything. I mean, that's... Yes. So, possibly, but, you know, that's the first thing that popped up. I, I have found other things about a, about horned, not, not horned um, gods, but horned. Not not like a horned god, but anyway, a horn like a minotaur, like a I mean, like figure. A, no, no, this is more like a, more like a god stature, but in a in a human form. Okay, um, and he wore like this uh, this deer's head antler kind of thing, okay. and it, in 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 the is depicted on uh, in drawings in a cave, actually outside of France. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of the cave right now. It's Cave Trois Frères. There you go. <laughs> um, I knew it was mentioned on the forums. Yeah. The likelihood of it being that related, I don't know. When you when you look at this Cernunos, uh, Cern, uh, the Celtic, the Celtic <laughs> horn god. Yeah, sorry about that. The Celtic horn god seems a little more likely to me. I think yeah, also. I agree with that. <laughs> Keep in mind, somewhere, and I'm looking for it, I think Michael actually confirmed mention of that cave. Did he? Did. He didn't say much else, but he, he, he did say, and I'm looking okay. for it. I think he did say, I can confirm that it's mentioned. Okay. You know, I mean, that's well, not that, all that helpful. But <laughs> well, no, that's fine. That's fine. I think another thing worth noting on the horned god, the symbol for platinum is actually also known as a symbol for a horned god. It, and we've kind of seen that on every cover, okay. too. Great. So. That's the that's the uh, the gold symbol that is with, connected with the silver symbol. Yes. Um, of, of the crescent moon, which we also have the crescent moon right beside of the uh, the stag's head. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we have it. You know, what, what we really need to, to point out, talked about this on the forums a lot and Michael confirmed that they are indeed there and they do indeed mean something Mm -hmm. is there's these, 
faint dials behind, oh, behind all the of the images, all, uh, all the images, um, just specifically like almost like just on the parchment. Took all the images away, everything off there, and just left the parchment. You would see this like and sundial almost on the sorceress. It, it's definitely getting. It gets more prominent. Between and the they're definitely books. not. And they're not the same. They are not the same across. But the like books. the one that is on the alchemist is very faded. The one that is on the magician is a little less. The one that's on the sorceress is a little less. Right. So they are different symbols, but they're becoming more and more visible. When when the member that spotted these, I didn't see them until the, this member on the forum spotted these. And posted about them, Michael actually posted and said, oh, you weren't supposed to see those until the last book. So – My guess is the last book is they may – like we have these center emblems. Maybe there, yeah, maybe there isn't a center emblem on the sixth book plan. Maybe it's just that. It's possible. But they are they are all indeed different, mm-hmm. different dials. They're not the same. So I thought that was worth a mention. What they mean, we're not so sure yet. No idea. Someone did find out what the uh, what the one like source chaos is. wheel or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But the other two, I don't think anyone's found. I mean, you can out. hardly even tell what the. I mean, the one that's on the alchemist looks like it might be some kind of compass. Um, yeah. Some kind of map would, symbol. Yeah, I was thinking more like, see how it's broken up, more like a, a, a calendar type, like a Mayan calendar type dial. No with one on the, the way that it's broke up. Well, and if you look at it, the the symbols are like each in a different section, kind of like it's a zodiac. Yes. Thing. Kind of, yes. For lack of a better comparison, but. Yeah. But then we're talking calendar. Exactly. Things again, so. Um, the magician, you just can't really even tell it's some kind of circle within a circle within a circle. Yeah, it, and there's half circles in there. It looks kind yeah. of like one of those Celtic symbols with the floral type. Like a knot? Yeah, but you can kind of see it's like a petal on yeah. like a bunch the of different petals right on the side, Like right above the the fire and earth symbol, you can see the where it's kind of like goes out and comes back and crosses itself on both sides. Like like you said, like a petal shape. But if you look up towards the top, they're a little bit more prominent. One's coming up and going into the sea in Nicholas. And then it comes down from the O in Nicholas. The same thing on the other side. It goes mm-hmm. up into the L in Flamel, up mm-hmm. right beside the T in Immortal, and then back down through the M in Flamel. Mm-hmm. So that that whole – Maybe it's like, Scaddy's tattoo. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we have no idea what Scaddy's tattoo looks like. None. We just um, know it's a Celtic symbol. Um, it is worth mention for, for – uh, the uh, listeners that the Japanese site that I mentioned before that has character depictions of the characters has a scatty depiction and it shows it they, it shows what they depicted as her tattoo on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I do know for fact that they had no inside information in making those they they took those de- depictions directly from what they saw in the book. And all um, the book says I. Checked thoroughly, is it? Yes. So it, Celtic it, spiral. Yes. Is all it well, says. Does it, does it say spiral? I believe it does say I, spiral. I think it just says. I think it just says Celtic tattoo. No, it says spiral or, or circle or something. Something okay. that made makes pull that, that up made, real quick and let's look at it. If you can, yeah, somebody uh, can. Uh, yeah, Zoom I can. The book open. I can try to. Yeah, find I it. do. Hang on. Because um, 
Oh wait, is it, a, is it the first or second book? It's in the Al- uh, the Alchemist. Yeah, it's, in the Alchemist. Yeah. it's when they're when they get to the dojo. I think somewhere in there. And it very well could, but I just don't remember it saying spiral. See, I'll look because I have it open. One time is the only time it's mentioned. The tattoo is mentioned, and Josh actually looks at it because you know he's checking her out. But <laughs> well, uh, while she's looking, why don't we move on to uh, your random quote if you're ready for that? I am ready. And if you all are ready, the listeners... I found it. You casters, okay. I knew that was going to happen. Sorry, but Sophie noticed there was a Celtic-looking spiral design etched into Scaddy's right shoulder. It does have spiral. I thought it was Josh, too. Wow. So, (laughs) it's a a Celtic spiral. I picture kind of a knot. I'm sure it's a specific symbol if it wasn't given. Yeah. Yes. You know, my, my guess is it's something specific, but we already had the Scatty podcast. Yeah, well, she, you know, she wouldn't know either. Sophie wouldn't know. Yeah. Her. No, because I'm sure it's very old. Well, you never know when she got it. That's true. Could be fresh ink. Um, <laughs> All right. On to my, random uh, quote of the day. Our yeah. random quote of the day. We, need, we definitely need a, a sound effect for that. We'll have to get our heads together and, and find one out. But here it goes. First one to... Send in the uh, the correct response. We'll uh, we'll get a mention on the uh, the next podcast. And this is the random quote: Sophie saw a Celtic spiral tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Okay, for real. This is the random quote: Time is something you do not have. And that's that's it. And mm. you know the way that it's said and what is said could be a whole variety of characters. Yes, it could. So, good luck to everyone. And I believe Jamie has something special for us. I do. So, everybody met on the last podcast, our leader and founder of the site, uh, Zephyr or Jules. And uh, what some of you may not know is that she has quite a fascination with what we have in the U.S., but not over there is a a hostess snack Twinkies. (laughs) And as you know, April Fool's is coming up, so we're going to play a little trick on her. So what I want you guys to do, by around the 27th, 28th of the month, I want you guys to send me pictures of you guys either eating Twinkies or if you're an artist, maybe draw a picture or a cartoon. And I'm going to put them together and make a little collage, and we're going to put them up on the site and kind of taunt Jules with that for April Fool's. And and please keep them PG. Yes, please. (laughs) So we we can use them. (laughs) Let's keep it clean so we can post this on the site and have a good good jab at at Jules. Yes, Uh, and and she will not hear this because she gets the uh, recordings direct from me, so I will use my little editing magic and... Remove that from her version. So this will be secret, secret. If you are caught posting it on the forum, you will be immediately banned. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We we will be removing any mention of of Twinkie pictures from the forums. So please, guys, don't don't talk about the Twinkie. Unless you're PMing one of us asking specifics. Feel free to PM any of us and ask, uh, you know, can I get away with this or is this okay? That's fine. But – Anything on the form will be deleted, so let's uh, let's make this uh, a good little little trick on Jules, because she relies on us to, to supply her with Twinkies. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> we we may owe her lots of boxes of Twinkies after this. <laughs> exactly. Well, that is our show for uh, this month. I hope you I all would, enjoyed it. 
I would like to, to point something out and make a very special thank you. I have been relieved of my introduction duties. If you happen to notice, we had a new introduction before this podcast, and I would like to thank Mr. Michael Scott for actually recording that for us, and we greatly appreciate that. Yes, that was yes, awesome. Yes, we do. That was, so, yes, that, in fact, I don't know if you happened to notice it while when you started listening to the podcast, but, yes, that was, in fact, Michael Scott. For those of you who have been fast-forwarding through that since uh, you heard Sean doing Shame on you. Shame on you. I want to go back and listen to the first couple seconds of this episode because that is that is actually Michael Scott doing our intro. And uh, thanks, for Sean, for bringing that up. I almost completely forgot. Uh, we definitely don't want to do that. That was very, very courteous of him, and uh, we thank him for his time. And that's all of our show for this episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we want to remind you that you can contact us uh, via email at awakenings at flamels-immoral-portal.com or individually at uh, the host name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. You can find also find all that information on our About Us page. And please, everyone, vote for us every month on Podcast Alley. Our upcoming episode will be about our f- favorite doctor, Mr. Dr. John D. So I hope you all uh, are uh, have a lot of uh, questions for us. Uh, what you want answered, we'll try to get to everything. That's all for this episode. Until the next Legate opens, this is... Jamie. Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Signing off. Santa? Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't fast enough on the mute. <laughs> All the good little boys and girls of the world. <laughs> and let's start talking about the Alchemist color cover color. Wow. And dead air. I was gonna say, is someone gonna reply to that? <laughs> no, nope, we'll just move on to the sorceress now that we've uh Give me, give me something to argue with. I do want to ask a uh, a question. I, I already did ask you about the cover, of the alchemist, the center emblem. If you've combined the, the 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 fluid level in the beaker and the upside down down triangle, it makes the element symbol for Earth. That's correct. That's correct. And then of course you, it's yeah. it's obvious in the magician, the the up triangle with the circle in it for fire. Check it. Yeah. Okay. Now so. in the sorceress. <laughs> Yeah. Explain everything on the cover. <laughs> but now that is all of our show. <laughs> uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. We want to remind you that you can uh, contact. Tact, uh, uh, let me redo that. Cut. <laughs>